Lumen Gentium, section 18. In order to ensure that the people of God would have pastors and would cont enjoy continual growth, Christ the Lord set up in his church a variety of offices whose aim is the good of the whole body. Ministers invested with a sacred power are at the service, sorry, I just lost the page, are at the service of their brothers and sisters, so that all who belong to the people of God, and therefore enjoy true Christian dignity, may attain to salvation through their free, combined, and well-ordered efforts in pursuit of a common goal. This Holy Synod, following in the steps of the First Vatican Council, with it teaches and declares that Jesus Christ, the eternal pastor, established the Holy Church by sending the apostles as he himself had been sent by the Father. He willed that their successors, the bishops, should be the shepherds in his church until the end of the world. In order that the episcopate itself, however, might be one and undivided, he placed blessed Peter over the other apostles, and in him he set up a lasting invisible source of foundation of the unity both of faith and of communion. This teaching on the institution, the permanence, the nature, and the force of the sacred primacy of the Roman pontiff, and his infallible teaching office, the sacred synod proposes anew to be firmly believed by all the faithful. Further, continuing with this same undertaking, it intends to profess before all and to declare the teaching on bishops, successors of the apostles, who together with Peter's successor, the vicar of Christ, and the visible head of the whole church, govern the house of the living God. Section 19. The Lord Jesus, having prayed at length to the Father, called to himself those whom he wanted, and appointed twelve to be with him, whom he might send to preach the kingdom of God. These apostles he established as a permanent, I'm sorry, as a college or permanent assembly, at the head of which he placed Peter, chosen from their number. He sent them first to the children of Israel, and then to all peoples, so that, sharing in his power, they might make all peoples his disciples, and sanctify and govern them, thus propagating the church, being its ministers and pastors, under the guidance of the Lord, all days until the end of the world. They were fully confirmed in this mission on the day of Pentecost, according to the promise of the Lord. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit descends upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem and on all Judea and Samaria, and to the remotest part of the earth. By preaching the gospel everywhere, which, thanks to the influence of the Holy Spirit, was accepted by those who heard it, the apostles gathered together the universal church, with the Lord, which the Lord founded upon the apostles and built upon blessed Peter their leader, the chief cornerstone, being Christ Jesus himself. Section 20. This divine mission, which was committed by Christ to the apostles, is destined to last until the end of the world, since the gospel, which they were obliged to hand on, is the principle of all the church's life for all time. For that very reason, the apostles were careful to appoint successors in this hierarchically constituted society. Not only did they have various helpers in their ministry, but to ensure the continuation after the de their death of the mission entrusted to them, they gave, by will and testament as it were, their immediate collaborators the task of completing and consolidating the work they had begun, urging them to tend to the whole flock, in which the Holy Spirit had appointed them to tend the Church of God. They accordingly designated such men and ruled that on their death other approved men should take over their ministry. 
among the various ministries which have been exercised in the church from the earliest times. The chief one, according to tradition, is that performed by those who, having been appointed to the episcopate through an unbroken succession going back to the beginning, are transmitters of the apostolic seed. Thus, according to the testimony of St. Irenaeus, the apostolic tradition is manifested and preserved throughout the world by those whom the apostles made bishops and by their successors down to our own time. The bishops, therefore, with priests and deacons as helpers, took on the ministry to the community, presiding in God's place over the flock of which they are the pastors, as teachers of doctrine, priests for sacred worship, and ministers of government. Just as the office which the Lord confided to Peter personally, as first of the apostles, is permanent, intended to be transmitted to his successors, so too is the office which the apostles received as pastors of the church, a task destined to be exercised without interruption by the sacred order of bishops. The sacred synod consequently teaches that the bishops have, by divine institution, taken the place of the apostles as pastors of the church in such wise that whoever hears them hears Christ, and whoever rejects them rejects Christ and him who sent Christ.